Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. All right, guys, welcome back to another Friday Jam Session. I am fired up because, well, we're going to talk once again about some niche properties stuff. Man, oh, man, I'm telling you what, I am loving this whole model. And I want to share a story with you that happened to me yesterday. I got a text message from uh, someone that is uh, managing one of my, well, my only at this point, uh, Airbnbs. Okay. And I'm going to give you a little bit on that one. Um, and I'll give you the story on that, but it kind of blew me away at those numbers. And it was, it's tempting to want to do another Airbnb. Uh, but there's reasons why I'm not going to do that right now. And I'm actually going to be focusing my energy and my attention on building more niche properties. And actually I have my fifth one that we're about ready to break ground. You get the reference, like building, like real estate, structures, break ground means dig. Uh, anyway, so that's what we're, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about on today's episode here is really about content and why it might not be ranking after a certain period of time. And what is that period of time? So that's what we're going to talk about. Cause I get that question a lot, Scott, why is my content not ranking? I've been publishing now for three months, six months, and it's not ranking. I'm not getting any traffic yet. Um, so what do we do? So we're going to address that question, but let me share this quick little story with you. So yesterday I couldn't have planned this any better either because it, it actually helped me write my email today. So I wrote my email this morning. You guys know if you're on my email list every Friday morning, I send out an email and I'm always usually wanting to share something on a Friday email, something that's happened or something that's coming up and something that can turn into a lesson. And so today it just worked out perfectly. So yesterday I get a text message and actually I'm going to, I'm going to open up my phone here real quick so I can, uh, remember exactly what it was, but it was from uh, the guy that got me into the whole Airbnb thing. And, uh, and he was reporting on my property and he does this every now and then. So what he did first was he sent me a long review of someone that, that posted on there, um, on their site about my property. And it was an amazing, uh, review. They said that it's been the best experience that they've had, um, in vacation rentals. Uh, and, uh, 
they've uh, they haven't been able to take a vacation in like 18 months because they're uh, first responders. And um, it was uh, it was uh, let's see, my husband along with our two sons, their wives, and three dogs spent two weeks at the lake house and gladly do it again. The quality care and maintenance of the house was outstanding. Thank you all for much needed hassle free rest restful vacation ever. And then he sends me that and he says, making dreams, mate. He's Australian. So, and he sends a little smiley face and then he sends me a screenshot. And that screenshot was basically what the property has, has, uh, grossed as of right now and what it was last year. And so the, uh, the screenshot, which you guys can't see it, um, but I'll read it to you. It was just basically in his analytics and Year to date, that property has done $207,277, okay, grossed. That's an Airbnb. It's a lake house, uh, and uh, it's doing very well. Last year, okay, it did uh, $165,000, okay, and that was total. So it's already up, and we still got a lot of this year left. So he said, uh, well up on last year, too. $207,000 and counting. And then he sent me a little emoji with a wink with a kiss. <laughs> and I go, love it. Hope it keeps growing. And then he says, build me more, mate. Your ROI is strong. So what he wants me to do is do another one. And so, and I went back and forth with him a little bit. And I said to him, I said, man, the market is just so crazy high right now. Like to buy a property right now on the lake, it's going to minimum is going to be a million. And then secondly, to, uh, to remodel it, it's going to cost the remodeling costs. And if it was done two years ago, it would have been a lot less because construction costs are way up. Construction workers are way up. So everything's up, everything's up. And he's like, yeah, but you still make your money. And I'm like, yeah, but it's going to take $500,000 to even just get one of these things ready right? Down payment, your remodeling costs, you know, all of that stuff. And then six months without having any tenants in there or any, any renters, it's $500,000 minimum. And I'm like, that's awesome that the property's doing great, but I'm not wanting to do one right now. But what I do want to do is more of these niche properties because they are the exact same concept. That's what I love about this. It's like, Real estate, people understand real estate. They buy a property, fix it up, flip it or rent it and get your, your cash flow, right? And for the most part, on a, on a typical Airbnb, you are going to get more than if you just rent the house out. I promise, guys, we're going to get into the discussion today, but I just wanted to share this with you because it makes a lot of sense and you'll, you'll understand it. So if you have an Airbnb and let's say you, let's say you had that same house it was a single family home and you're like, I'm going to rent this thing out for $1,700 a month. If you did an Airbnb, if your market was equipped for Airbnb or wanted Airbnb, because some areas they don't, they don't need it. You aren't near a certain you know, hotspot or whatever. And so you aren't going to be rented all the time. You can get more per night, right? So you would do better if it was an Airbnb in an area that was built for an Airbnb market. Okay. So instead of getting 1700, you might make 3000 or gross 3000 or maybe even 5000. If you charge a couple hundred bucks a night, 300 bucks a night, whatever. Now on my lake property, uh, he's getting crazy numbers. Like there's 
I think the minimum to stay there is 500 a night. And I think the most that he's charged a night is like 1500. It's absolutely insane. It's bonkers, but it's there. Right. But my point is if, if you want to do even just a standard Airbnb right now, the property cost is way high. You have to still refurbish it and you still got to, you got to get it listed. So that way there people are going to find it. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Building a niche property. I can go, I'm going to do my, my land surveying, as I call it, I'm going to find the niche and I'm going to go ahead and see how long I think I could get this thing up to net a thousand bucks. And I might only invest 15 grand with content. I don't even have to create the content. If I, if I invested 15 or even $20,000 and I got that thing to a thousand or $2,000 a month, is that a good investment of that money? 100%. Because the other thing I can do here is I can take that. Let's say I get it to a thousand dollars a month net. I'm going to get a 30 X minimum on that. So I can sell it for 30, sometimes 40 X, 40,000, 30 to $40,000. So I could take that. Let's say, let's say it took, I don't know, two years to do. I invested 20 grand. I did cash out. I'm still making money in the, in the, in the meantime. So it didn't really cost me full 20, but let's say it did. I would still make $20,000 on that initial investment, which you don't get that in the real estate market unless you find a house, fix it up, flip it in a good area. Um, but you still have all that work. So there's my little rant on that, but that's what happened yesterday. So I was like, man, I'd love to do another one of those, but man, I don't want to drop 500 K right now. So what could I do? I want to build some more niche properties. So I actually have one that I am ready to start building and I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to test something. Uh, we actually going to buy a expired domain and I'm not going to talk all about the benefits of that, but we're going to test that. And then we're going to build the site on that. I'm actually going to use a company to basically do all of the, all of the work pretty much. And I'm just going to pay for it. And we're going to see what happens. And I'm going to invest, uh, I think right out of the gate, I'm going to do, it's going to cost me about nine grand. Um, but you know what? I could do another Airbnb cost 500 grand, <laughs> or even if you do a smaller deal, hundred grand, or I can do this right here and I'm going to take nine grand and I'm going to plug in there. I know that I've done my research. I know that there's potential there. And I know that if I get it up to at least 30,000, 50,000 pages, I'm going to make thousand bucks a month, you know? So that's what we're doing. But anyway, let's talk now about this content thing. Okay. Because this whole thing, this whole thing only works if you rank for content on your site and you bring traffic. Okay. Over. And that's really all that I'm looking for. I'm looking for, can I create content that brings in traffic that I could start using display ads? That's, that's the, the, to me, that's the holy grail for me. Now we can build that out and add digital products. If we want to scale it, make it into a, a brand, uh, we could do uh, someone else's digital products. We can do bigger physical products. We can do all kinds of things if we want to, or we can keep it very passive and just use display ads and maybe some affiliate offers. Okay. And keep it really simple. That's kind of what I'm doing here and um, at this time. So let's talk about this. If you have posted content, and the question always is, is like, okay, the very first thing that I'm going to look at, if you come to me and you go, Scott, I posted 50 articles and I did it over six months. And you're like, and I'm not getting that much traffic yet. Well, the first thing you need to understand is this. How many pieces of content did you post your first month? That's the only content that I'm going to be looking at to see if it's ranking. Okay. Because what people think is they go, yeah, but I got more content on there. Now it should give me more opportunities. It will. But if you just posted four articles on your website, 
today, you got to wait six months. You don't have to wait. Like I have an article that we just wrote on a fairly new site. And I just looked at it this morning because I was curious and it's ranking on page two already um, for a pretty good keyword, long tail. And uh, it's only been like two weeks. Okay. doesn't happen all the time, but we're already ranking on page two, not getting any traffic because it's on page two, but eventually it'll move to page one. Uh, and I believe it will. So the first thing we have to look at is time, right? How much time have you given it? Okay. In six months to me is like, before you start analyzing anything, it's gotta be like six months. Okay. Now some people are like, Scott, but I want, I want quicker. Listen, if you purchase a rental property, do you think that you're going to make money in six months on that rental property? Probably not. If you buy a house, fix it up and flip it, you could make that money in six months, but you got to go through and buy the house and get the mortgage and get all the inspections and do the remodel and do the construction and make sure that everything lines up and then make sure when, it went, when you're ready to sell it, it sells. You got all that to work with, right? So there's pros and cons to everything. And I'm not saying this is like, you know, the solution to everything. But what I'm saying is, is it's got my interest and this is what I'm going in on right now. Okay. And it's fun. So we need to look at that first. How long, how old is the content? Now, if you tell me, Scott, there's 10 articles, they're on the site and they are not ranking. Uh, they're like, they're, they're indexed, but they're like in the 80th position. So then what I got to do is I got to look at your, your uh, title of your post. And this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make. And that is they don't write the article with the search intent long tail keyword. Okay. It would be like, they would write something like colorful flowers that make me happy. Do you think anybody is searching for that? So we need to look at the search. Instead, it would be like, what type of flowers make you feel happier, right? Or what type of flower used in weddings? Best, what type of flower uh, smells the best? What type of flower used for, I don't know, uh, proms? I don't know. I'm making stuff up. You get where I'm going, right? It's like you're asking questions that are being asked on Google, not um, white flowers make me feel good. That doesn't, that's not a search intent. Okay. So that's the thing people need to understand. You have to write and, and really your title is your most important thing. Your title has to be the, the search intent keyword that you are trying to rank for. So that's the biggest mistake I see people making. They're not doing that properly. Okay. So number one, not waiting long enough. And number two, they're not, uh, they're not making that title with the search intent. They're not creating that title with the search intent. Okay. And then the third thing is, is they're just looking so narrow at like a few articles that they've written. And I'm using 50 as an example. 50 is a good chunk of articles, but the thing is, the more content you're creating, the more opportunities you get to rank for all of these variations, right? You might look at a keyword, a long tail and go, oh, that keyword, if I rank, Uber suggests says that I'm going to get a hundred visitors. And you're like, great, that would be cool. If I got a hundred visitors from the article, I'd be happy. But you'll 
find out that because it's a long tail and because the way that you write your content, which is what we teach inside of niche properties very extensively, is you want those sub headings, those sub areas, those subtitles to also be stuff that is being searched for, right? And one way that we do this is we type in the keyword, we look down, people also search for five things. Those become subtitles, very simple. So now you might rank for one of those subtitles. So now that article that you thought was only going to get 100 visitors per month now gets 500 or 1,000. But the other thing is it might take longer than six months. And here's a perfect example. I noticed probably in the past six to eight weeks, there's one article on one of our sites that just it's the top one now. It's never been there. It's just the top. And I'm like, man, that's, that's crazy. So then I do a little bit of digging and, uh, I go, wow, that thing is getting a good amount of traffic. I wonder how old that post is. So I went back and looked how old the post is. The post is right now, probably about a year and a half old. And I looked at the graph, the first 13 months, it didn't do anything. I think it, I think it started, it might've got like five visitors and then it would get zero and then maybe, you know, six and then, and then two and then, and it was just doing that for a long time. And then for some reason, for some reason, it got picked up and started getting moved up in the ranks. It could have been one of the Google updates and they got rid of some of the rankings that they gave other people and they gave the rankings to us. I don't know, but that page right now, that post is getting anywhere from 150 to 250 people a day from that one post. But if I would have looked at that in six months, I'm like, that, that's a dud. It ain't working. So my advice to anyone is stop looking at the content so closely and so like in, in, a, in a compressed time uh, and just continue to post content. Like that is, to me, that is the solution. But also making sure that that content is, is, is answering a question or that is filling a search that's being searched for by Google or from Google or in Google, right? So make sure that you do that and then just continue to create content. And the more content that you keep producing, the more opportunities that you're putting out there that will eventually come back to you, Okay. Now, I'm not saying don't look at something in six months. I'm saying look at it if you want to. And if you see stuff that's, you know, like starting to rank, it's like, oh, wow, that's on page two. It, it, it's almost on page on page one. You can go look at that if you want and go, you know, can, is there something I can do to improve that? Maybe, but I wouldn't touch it uh, for the first six months. And then after that, a lot of times I don't even look at it unless we do an audit. We'll do like an audit and we'll look at it and go, okay, there's some content here that's been out there for like six to eight months. It's within striking distance. It's, it's, and, and it's on a keyword that says it gets a lot of searches. I say a lot, like a thousand plus. Maybe I want to look at that and go, maybe I can improve that. Maybe I can add some more images or maybe I'll look at the competition and see why they're ranking over me. Is there something that we could do to improve that piece of content? And then it might be worth it to tweak it a little bit, but not spend you know, days on it. Okay. So just to kind of repeat what I said, the first thing is, is time. We got to give it time. Okay. And also know that if you posted 50 articles, only 10 of those might've been posted the first month. So that's really the only ones that are six months old. Okay. Uh, the second thing is, is making sure that the title of the post is search intent. Okay. 
And then uh, the third thing is making sure that you are doing what you can to continue to post content. Like, don't just look at that, but you have to give it time, like I said in the beginning, and then just keep on the schedule of producing content, right? And just keep finding those questions and keep answering those questions on the site. And that's it. Like, that's that's what I would do. So I would not panic, but I would look at it and go, I better look at my stuff and make sure that my titles that I'm putting in there are search intent, all right? And that's what I would do. So that is the topic of today. That is what my answer would be and my advice would be. But now what we're going to do, because we are in a jam session and this is live, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's not live, but you're listening to it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and see if we have any questions. And if we do, we're going to answer them. If not, we're going to go ahead and rock and roll on out of here. Okay. So here we go. What's up, Kay? Uh, all right. Uh, how important is it to pay for Uber Suggest, or can you get away with the free version initially? Listen, here's the way I look at it. You're building a house. You can borrow someone's shovel and only use it for, they'll let you use it for an hour, or you can take that same, uh, or you can say, you know what, I'm going to buy my own so I can use it all the time. That's kind of my attitude, right? And if we're building something and we're investing in something, I would make that investment. Uh, if I am uh, buying a house, I'm not going to say, can I do the, and, and it's a, you know, it's an investment. I'm going to get it inspected. And if I want to cut corners, could I, you know, have someone that's not really a professional, but yet they'll do it for half price. Do I really want to do that on an investment property that I want to make sure everything is right? The tools make the job. And I'm not saying you got to have a whole bunch of tools in the very beginning, the only tool and I'm not even an affiliate for Uber Suggest uh, because he doesn't have an affiliate program. Um, I would say that's my that would be my first uh, my first investment in a tool would be that. Um, so let's see here. Uh, do you use Uber Suggest to check for keyword ranks for newly written con or articles? Um, so Kay, I'm not looking at Uber Suggest necessarily to look at the stuff that I recently posted. Um, again, I don't usually look at that for four to six months. Okay. And then what I do is I don't go back to articles I've written. What I'll do is I will look at the content that's indexed through Uber suggest as a, as a glance, I'll just take a glance at it and I'll see, uh, what ones are indexed and that are on page one or even page two. And then I look at the search volume that it's reporting and I'm saying, uh, I might want to work on that one. That's, a, that's the extent of it. I don't spend a lot of time there. I spend more time doing my keyword research and then getting my articles written. Like that's the time I spend on that. Uh, okay. Uh, at what point do you add the product post in the mix? Do you need traffic to start posting product posts? No, you don't need traffic, but I would, I would really focus on a lot of questions in the beginning. And then I would start to kind of bring some of those in. Now, some of the questions could be around a product, right? Even though it's a question-based post doesn't mean you can't put a product link in there. It just means that people that are searching for uh, best bass fishing lure, uh, they're looking for fishing lures. We know that. They want to know what the best one is, right? Or other people are like, what's the best, uh, what's the best way to catch bass in a pond? It's probably with a fishing lure and you're probably going to outlink or you're going to link out to 
uh, some product, right? It's just not that post isn't dedicated to the product. So I would try to mix those two together that way. So you're still doing the question-based posts, um, but you can do product posts at the same time if you want to. But I'm generally going to do, if I'm only posting four times or four different articles, it's going to be one product-based, three questions. If I'm doing uh, 10 question posts, I don't know, maybe one or two of them would be it. Um, but what I'm doing right right now, we're building out a, a new site and I'm getting ready to do another one. But this one here, I just went through, I got like 30 questions and those questions are, we're going to just add them, add them to the site. Um, the, the product, I'm more interested to be quite honest with you. I'm more interested in the display money than I am on the affiliate stuff. Because if you're doing affiliate stuff through Amazon, number one, the percentage is so low. And also it's very hit or miss with a display. If I got the traffic display ads are going to display, going to make money just from them being displayed. So that's how I'm looking at it. Like a lot of people in the past have built sites just as an affiliate site. And actually now they're being dinged for that. Um, and now they're trying to backfill with some question based type posts. So that way there, it's more informational. So I would say I wouldn't worry about the product stuff in the very beginning. If you want to sprinkle a few in there, fine, but I would focus on those questions. Uh, let's see here. Are you posting how to review Google analytics and what to look for after six months in the niche property, uh, workshop? Yes, we will be, um, absolutely doing that. Um, and so what I will do, uh, and Salome, you can always send us an email as a reminder on that. Once again, I want, I want anyone right now that is listening to this or watching this, don't get too far ahead of yourself. If I show you how to do that right now, is that going to help you right now? Probably not. You'll know how to do it, but you don't need to know how to do that yet. If we're building a house, we need to focus on the foundation, building the walls, right? I mean, first thing we got to do is survey the land and make sure that the land is going gonna, is gonna to be good for a house, right? Or, or that, that area is going to be good for a rental. We don't have to worry about analytics and we don't have to worry about that stuff. We'll get to that. Um, and then yes, at that point that will be there. Um, so we have to get you, uh, content out there. So we have stuff to look at in six months, right? But to answer your question, yes, we will be doing that. Uh, how would you start making money in the fourth quarter if you were restarting? Uh, so I think this is a question of like, how would you make money right now? Very, very quickly. So that way there, um, maybe you can fund this or you can get money coming in the door. There, there's a couple things. If we're talking only online, then I think the quickest way to do it is, is you're going to buy stuff and flip it on eBay. Like, I think that's going to be your quickest way. Um, you can set up an, an Etsy shop if you want to, but again, that's still going to take time. You got to put up all the listings. You got to do all this stuff. So there's still time invested there. Um, but I would think honestly, like find stuff at, uh, you know, a garage sale yard sale and start flipping, um, that stuff. And again, it's going to take time away from maybe building your niche properties because now what you're trying to do is shortcut what you can do in the meantime, while you're building out your niche property. Um, when in reality, if we just focus on that, we'll get there over time. We do have to be patient with it, but we will get there within time. But if we're talking short term, like if my son came to me and said, Hey, what's a way I can make a quick buck, um, online, I'd say, go to, go to some garage sales, go to some thrift stores, 
find some stuff in a certain area, whether it's uh, baby carriages or, you know, baby carriages, uh, baby strollers or uh, exercise equipment or any of that stuff. And you could do that through your um, Facebook marketplace. You can do it locally, but still it's online or you can then ship it to, you know, or um, sell it on eBay. You can still sell some of that stuff on Etsy. That's what I would do. Like that's, that's like short term, but it's going to require time. I would eventually not want to have to do that. Um, so yeah. Uh, how many articles max per week have you seen your members write on their own? Um, I would say three to four, three to four, but typically it's one. Um, and that's because they're doing it themselves. If you, if, so what I would do is if we, if you had a little bit of money to invest, I would then invest in having the content written to get it up there quicker, uh, or even pay someone that, you know, uh, could be even a high school kid. I mean, they have to research papers. They can very easily go through this process. And if you're part of niche properties, you have a template and you're going to have that. You can actually, you know, share with them how to do it. Um, but I would say, uh, typically people are doing one to two articles per week, um, which is fine. Um, but you are going to want to scale that up over time. Uh, let's see. Alapandro. Yes. When digging for keywords, do you use can and does as most uh, efficient way to find long tail. Uh, yeah, that's a great way of doing it. And I shared that inside of the class. The other way of doing it is starting with your seed keyword and then putting that in Uber suggest, and then just clicking on the questions tab and then letting it tell you, um, there's another tool out there. That's, it gives you a free search or two, which will give you a lot of, a lot of those ideas. And that is answer the public. I believe it is. Uh, let me see. Answer. I think it's answer the public. Yeah. Answer the public. Well, yeah, if you, if you use answer the public, um, you can go ahead and type in a keyword and it'll give you a whole bunch with those, those added words. So that's a good way to kind of get some ideas. Uh, is it a, is it good to add a resource page with affiliate links at what point? Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about that until I got traffic because if no one can get there, then it doesn't really make sense to spend time doing that. When you start getting traffic, that's when I would say, okay, let's put a resource page there. Uh, you know, and then that way there people that are go to the site, they'll want to click there, or you can even interlink to it. Uh, let's see. Scooby life. This is, uh, specifically useful for me as I was originally blogging for myself, but content is informative. I'm using all I've learned in your courses, coffee talk and BCA to get them to improve ranking. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it is different, right? Years ago as a blogger, you would just write what you were doing that day, right? You were just like, Oh, today I'm going to make a casserole. Here's what I'm going to put in it. This is uh, my grandmother's recipe. Like, and it worked like people would follow that. That was kind of like their feed. Um, and sometimes they were only 250 words long. Um, but yeah, times have changed or just looking at old content. You might've been writing content that was 500 or 600 words, but now we know that we need to write better in-depth content. I say better in-depth doesn't, doesn't need to mean it needs to be just longer. It needs to be more informative. And that's where those subtitles come in and all of that. And Chris talks a lot about that and it's really, really powerful to have those subtitles uh, or subtopics. Do you post? And then after two months, do you go back and interlink the articles with inner and outer links? Um, well, in the very beginning, we're going to definitely do outer links or, you know, outbound links, uh, because that is something that we want to do because it allows Google to see that we're also out, you know, we're sending outbound links. Um, 
I would say I wouldn't worry about interlinking in the very beginning, but once you get 10, 15, 20, art 20 articles, you will want to start doing that on a regular basis. Um, another tool that I would grab when the time is right is uh, Link Whisper um, by Spencer Hawes. Um, and I'll probably have a resource for that myself because I, I am an affiliate for it. Um, but that one there is really good because even if you don't do it like right now, you can install that and it will, it will allow you to do all of your articles and it will help you do that. You could probably sit down in an hour and if you had a hundred articles, it'll help you interlink and do that stuff like without having to go to all of the different posts. It's a pretty cool uh, tool. Um, how secure is the display money? You are not in control of it. Well, you're not in control of anything, right? We're not in control of rent. We're not in control. I mean, that tenant can, you know, not pay me for three months, right? Or the Airbnb market can just go down and, you know, there's too many houses on the market. So anything has risk, right? I'm not saying that you're going to, you're going to be able to, to always get a certain RPM, a certain dollar amount for per thousand. But um, from what I've experienced so far um, is it can drop when they do adjustments, right? But you have to plan for that. So that's why you're going to go for your average, right? So you might have a month that you do $1,800. You might have a month that you do $800, right? Almost half, or that is half, $1,809, yeah. So that might happen, but you have to uh, you have to basically use the average of what it is that that's making. Um, and so... As far as secure goes, it's not like it's going to just disappear unless you have done something negatively or that you are in a market that they are not willing to display ads and they won't approve you anyway. So I think the risk is is uh, pretty low comparable to other things out there. Um, what percentage would you say the ad money versus affiliate? 90-10? Uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean... It just does depend on what, so if you have a product that you're promoting, that's a thousand dollars and you make 5% on that, that's a good chunk, right? But if you have, if you have, uh, items that you're recommending that are $10 or $20, it's very, very small. So it does depend on what types of products that you're, you're, uh, becoming an affiliate for and that you're promoting and talking about. But I would say, um, the, uh, the ad money is generally going to be not always, but it, and it also depends on what the focus is, right? There's some sites that have lower traffic, you know, 20,000 page views, but they heavily go after, you know, products, uh, you know, kayaks, for example, right? There's a site that's doing stuff on all kayaks. Well, if they sell a kayak, one kayak, you know, that's going to be a good, a good payout, right? Um, so they aren't really focusing on display ads. So I would say it does depend on the market and the niche that you're in. Um, but I would say typically for me, I'm looking at the display ads to be like 75% and 25% affiliate stuff. That's how I would like it to be built. And then I would like to bolt on maybe a, maybe a digital product from ClickBank. Um, or maybe it's a private affiliate network that pays me 20%. Um, and then maybe I bolt one of them on, right? So there's other ways to do it. But I would say like, for me, I'm looking at ad revenue. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to build this to get traffic, to turn on ad networks that pay between 15 and $20 minimum. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, is there a way to only have ads that are hotels, vacations, rentals, et cetera? I don't believe so. And here's the reason why you don't really want that anyway, because if someone comes on your site and 
they're looking at their history in a sense, they're going to start displaying stuff. So if I'm looking at like recently, I was looking at uh, water filters for my Aquasana, right? And then all of a sudden those ads start popping in for me. It's, it's for me, right? Not everyone's going to see that, but Aquasana would have to be in their ad network in order for that to be displayed to me. Right. Um, so I don't necessarily think that you would want that um, because you want more, you know what I mean? You want more um, to pick from, or you want more to be able to be displayed that will increase your RPMs. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. This is a good one. Uh, Alapandro, does your writer also look for pictures or is that someone else? It was someone else, but recently I'm testing out two companies and I shared those inside of the niche properties class, which I'm not going to share outside of that yet because I'm not done testing them. Um, but there's two companies I'm working with right now that do a lot of this work for me. I'm paying for it. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll even do the keyword research, which I'm not letting them do that. I want to do my own keyword research. Um, but they're, um, they're doing the research on the article. They're, they're writing the article, um, very, very in-depthly. Um, they're adding royalty free images Then they're uploading it to the, um, the WordPress website and they're, they're somewhat optimizing it. And then what I do is I have someone on my team come back through and finalize it and hit publish. Um, so if you hire someone on like free up or, uh, Upwork, um, you could have them do that, but they're going to charge you more. Um, or you can just do them yourself or you can hire someone to, to just do that work for you for, uh, you know, for a little bit. But I would say in the beginning, even if you just get the bulk of the content done where you, you just have to get the images, then you just have to go to some of those free royalty free sites and just follow their guidelines. And then you can use those, um, or take your own pictures. Uh, <laughs> Alapandra, I love you. Last question, Rizzo or Voight for next year, man, that's a tough one. Cause they are both good. And I'll tell you what, and he's talking about the Yankees, by the way, uh, Rizzo and Voight. Um, I'm going to, as much as I probably don't want to see this happen. They're probably going to let Voigt go. I'm going to predict it right here. I don't want to see Voigt go. I like the guy. He just had a new baby. It's just a, he's a hungry, hungry guy. Um, but I love Rizzo too, as a new addition. So I'm going to say Voigt's going to be gone. Um, and Rizzo will stay. That's what I'm going to say, but I could be wrong. I, I, I kind of hope I'm wrong. I hope they both stay, but I don't think that's possible. Uh, but we're having a heck of a run right now. Uh, thoughts on relationship niches. I'd have to see more specifics. Okay. Not just on like how to build a better relationship. Um, who's it for how to build better relationship, um, for widows, right? Uh, how to get back into relationships as widow, you know, as someone that's a widow. Um, it could be, um, you know, um, how to, uh, and I'm talking about like, what's the theme of the site or the niche. Um, it's usually going to be people that are struggling in an area that are going to be searching for the stuff. So, um, how to get my partner to, um, you know, I don't know, spend more time with me. Right. But then you probably are going to want to see like different verticals in that, that could fall underneath that. So that's a little bit too broad. We got to get more narrow on that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Facebook lives versus YouTube videos. What has worked better for you? Uh, they both have their place. I mean, both of them haven't really worked all that great for me, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm here at three days a week and, uh, you know, still, you know, we get a handful of people that show up live. We get, you know, 
probably, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 people that watch the replays, but it's it doesn't grow really. It just kind of stays the same, but I'm doing it. I'm, I'm trucking along here. Um, but Facebook Lives, I think, are a little bit better for me because then I could also use people that watch or interact as a um, as a retargeting audience. Um, so, and I just think whatever platform you like better, if you're doing it as a, as a content play, um, I would say YouTube because YouTube's searchable Facebook, people are not searching for information. They're showing up, they're going to your page and then they might stumble across it. So I would say if you're doing it for evergreen content, YouTube would be the place. Um, but you could take Facebook live and then upload it to YouTube. You can do that too. Um, have you used Pinterest to attract people to YouTube? I have not. I have not done that. Um, if you are building multiple niches, are you diversifying and choosing them in different markets? It's funny that you bring that up because I, I almost went into another similar niche on this most recent one. And myself and Chris Schaefer decided we're going to break away from that for a little while, not break away, but we're just not going to add another one into that, um, into that niche. Um, we're going to go outside of that into a completely different niche. Um, which is actually going to be a fun experiment too. I'm actually excited about that one. What's up, Helene? Glad to see you. Um, have a great weekend yourself. Uh, what are good strategies to use to grow a Facebook page? Um, I wouldn't focus on growing a Facebook page. Um, that's my first bit of advice. Um, it's the, the reach is so low. I would build the email list first. That's what I would do. Um, and then if you want to send them to your Facebook page, when you do a Facebook live, great, do that. But, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus on building a Facebook page. Um, I'd use it as a vehicle to post content and then send people there or do what I'm doing here and do a live and get people to show up. But um, I wouldn't use it as a, as a way to grow the Facebook page. Um, if you run Facebook ads to build your email list, you're going to naturally get people that are going to like your page, follow your page. Um, but I wouldn't use Facebook as part of my strategy to grow um, personally. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up this Friday jam session. Uh, what I will do here is remind you, if you have been uh, kind of kicking the tires a little bit or, you know, kind of on the fence about this niche properties thing and you want to jump in, uh, only if you want to jump in, um, head on over to buildnichproperties.com. Again, buildnichproperties.com. That's our brand new training. It's a class. It's a course basically that will walk you through every single thing that you need from surveying the land, basically picking your niches, validating them. And then from there, getting started as far as building out the website in its entirety. And then from there, adding content, researching the content, doing your keyword research, and then start posting on a regular basis. And then getting on that road to monetization. And then from there, maintaining it, all of that stuff is inside of our niche properties training. Once again, you can get that and you can join that by heading on, on over to buildnicheproperties.com. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this Friday jam session. Uh, get out there, make it happen. And uh, if you do decide to jump in and uh, join us uh, inside of the niche properties class, I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Take care, guys. Have an awesome day. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. 
That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us. You can ask a question and then uh, I can answer it. And we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand. Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener, like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable. Five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship, if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.